Welcome back to Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. I'm so delighted that you have joined us again this week for another intriguing podcast conversation. This is a lifestyle podcast focused on self-care, health and wellness, uh, fitness, motivation, self-care strategies, nutrition, holistic living. And we are engaged in this month, in the month of October, in conversations around surviving cancer. And I know that normally in the month of October, we are um, celebrating breast cancer survivors. And certainly we are doing so on the Harmonize Your Life podcast this month. But we are broadening the conversation and we're, wide, we're uh, widening the tent. And we're having this conversation, not just with breast cancer survivors, but with survivors of different types of cancer. We've already had Tanya Phillips on from the American Cancer Society. We've had Inez Manuel on, who is a breast cancer survivor. And this week, we have another guest who will be coming to us today, Miss Tina Gamble, who is a survivor of anal cancer. Yes. And she's going to be sharing her story, her journey, her testimony of healing and wholeness. And she's not only uh, surviving, but she is thriving on the other side of her cancer journey. I'll be right back with our guests in just one moment. All right, I have with me in the podcast studio none other than the diva, Ms. <laughs> Tina, Mrs. Tina Gamble. Hello, Dr. Tony. Thank you for having me as a guest. I'm honored. Well, now you've become a regular on the Harmonize Your Life podcast. Last year, in the first year of our podcast, you and Michael came on and uh, talked with us about um, just self-care in marriage and what that looks wow. like as both of you all are very much into health and wellness and fitness and then sharing how you help and support one another as a married couple. Um, and so I'm going to invite our podcast audience and those that are listening to go back to, I believe it was June of, of 2020 yes. when we had you and Michael on. So y'all go back and y'all find uh, the podcast there with Michael and Tina Gamble talking about self-care in marriage. And in that podcast, Tina did share a little bit of her story as it relates to her journey with cancer and how Michael supported her through that journey. This is the month of October, Tina. And as you know, um, there's a lot of conversation and um, things, uh, information that's being given in our community as it relates to and celebrating breast cancer survivors this month. And we certainly are celebrating those um, breast cancer survivors in our families, in our communities, in our churches, uh, in our sororities and all of that. We are so much, uh, yes. we are an advocate for women getting their mammograms and and um, and and take and getting, and we know that early detection is mm -hmm. the um, best cure. Um, and so, on last week, we had Inez Manuel in the studio, and she talked to us about her journey with breast cancer. And But this year, um, I wanted to widen the conversation and celebrate not just 
breast cancer survivors in our community, but survivors of different types of cancer. Yes. And um, there are a lot of cancers that um, that people are plagued with or become ill with that we don't really hear a lot about. There's not a lot of teaching about it or um, information given um, about how to screen for certain types of cancers wow. or what to do if you are, uh, if you ever become ill with, with particular cancers. And you had a very rare form of cancer that, um, that thanks be to God, he healed you from. And, um, and you are, as I said in my introductory comments, you are not only um, a survivor, but you are thriving. I mean, you're just <laughs> thriving. And um, so let me give the, the audience, those of them that do not know you, I'm going to read just a little bit of your bio and then let's jump into our conversation. So you are Tina Gamble is a fashion stylist. And if you, you can look at you can look at her. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see this diva is always together. All right. And she keeps me together. All right. That's so right. <laughs> Tina is a fashion stylist, a certified life coach, and um, and the social skills teacher at the Harvest Rain Academy after school program. For over 25 years, she enjoys mentoring and empowering women to feel and look their best from the inside out. In 2003, Tina created Choices, which is a training that lasts um, training that lasts a lifetime. It's an eight-week program designed to train and help young ladies of all ages build their self-esteem, team basic, et uh, learn basic et etiquette, and teach them how to manage body shaming and social media stigmas. Mm, that's good. In 2013, after being healed of cancer, she created Choices, the pathway to self-awareness for women. And Tina is known for her real talk. I'm telling you, she's a real talker. Um, she's known for her real talk style of teaching God's word and has been instrumental in changing the lives of women from all walks of life. Tina and her husband, Michael, have been married now for over 31 years, and together they have a passion to help and encourage, restore marriages, and facilitate countless of workshops and conferences. They are often, Michael and Tina, are often guests on the Praise 102.5 radio host with K.D. Bowe. Man Up Community Couples Edition. Michael and Tina also serve at Grace Church International, the church where my husband and I serve as bishop and co-pastor. And they are active leaders in our four life marriage ministry. They are uh, elders there in our local church. They have four adult children, five grandchildren, and, um, and a dog, <laughs> a Maltese dog named East. And so... Tina uh, is on with us today so we can have this conversation about surviving cancer and not just surviving, Tina, but thriving on the other side of it. And um, I just want to just want to thank you for your realness and how you've shared your journey with us. And um, and let's just have this conversation today. Um, so talk to us about your journey. Um how many years have you been a survivor? And then talk to us about what it was like for you when you first heard the word cancer. Okay. Um, Dr. Tony, again, thank you for having me on here. What's interesting is this was, I wanted this to be the year to talk about anal cancer 
because it is one that's not talked about. And um, it's been, not, it's going on nine years that I've been a cancer survivor from 2013. So what this, yeah, hallelujah, yes. And, um, and as you were actually reading the bio, um, I, I, it was like, we need to remind ourselves of things that we've done or that, you know, of our passions because having cancer, that is something, if you just remind yourself that you went through all of that, it will make you stay a little more intentional about living. And um, so it oh. was something because as you read that, a couple of things just jumped up in me that I just, I, you know, you, you can't afford even when you get busy to lay down certain things when it's the season to pick them up and to run with it. So, um, uh, so yes, it's been nine years um, and it's really just like you hear, when you hear the word cancer, things go in slow motion. Um, when the doctor, the doctor left me a message and um, he just said, I need you to call me right back. And uh, when I called back, he kind of just told me that I had cancer, but he said it like I had a cold to where he said it and just kept on talking and saying, so you'll need to come in. I said, wait, 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 wait a minute. What did you just say? So it is the effects of hearing that word because we've been taught and shown so much that it meant death. It really causes you to um, just pull yourself together. I call it, I had to, you know how the, you used to hear, um, rest your nerves. You know, my grandmother used to say, girl, sit down, rest your nerves. Well, I, I added arrest your nerves. Yeah, I had to snatch and take control. Oh. Say that you again. Know, you had to arrest your nerves. Arrest my nerves. Wow. And um, because, again, you know, life is a journey. And I'm at the age where you can look back and really see how you trusted God or, you know, based on choices in your life, how, how he's brought you through. So I immediately, being a survivor of life, I immediately went into survival mode. That worked for me in a little bit. It worked against me because as a mother, I was a young mother. I was so used to when something was drastically happen, happening. I didn't want my others around me, my children or anyone. I didn't want them to freak out. So I, you know, arrested my nerves to where I realized just recently within the last few years when my mom died, I really never mourned and dealt with my emotions on a lot of other things that were life-threatening. So there's good and bad of that, but to get back okay, to- Okay, so on one hand, I hear you saying, let, let's unpack that just a little bit because what I hear you saying on one hand, you had to arrest your nerves so you wouldn't go off the cliff. But then another, on the other hand, you couldn't be so in control of your nerves that you didn't allow yourself to grieve, to mourn, yes. to cry, to be, yes. be okay with not being okay. Yes. Because that's, yes. that's, that's, that's injurious as well. Exactly. exactly. So we got to find that, that happy medium place. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't lose it. But at the same time, 
I'm this is real. This is where I am, and I need to deal with it. That's right. Yeah. Um, during that time, and and so much was going on, but the major what was going on right along with me surviving or fighting for my life. Um, my mother-in-law, who we have been taking care of for eight years, she was actually, she had gone through a stage where she had to go into a rehabilitation uh, facility, which to me at the time was a blessing because now I'm having to deal with treatment, okay? And we were her caretakers. So it allowed us to have help. But dealing with that, dealing with, our son who just had graduated from college and was going off to play professional ball. And then at that particular time was actually going out of the country. You know, there were so many things and you, you can relate to this. We can get busy doing life that when we're going through something traumatic, we, there's a certain kind of way we're handling, we're processing it. And as a survivor, I process it, my first mode was, okay, as I told my family, don't y'all have me in the ground. Don't see me in the ground. Don't see me gone. You know, there was certain, I was mindful of what we said and what uh, we thought. You know, I was very, I, I call it the survival mode of guarding my thoughts. Okay. Watching what I say. Because I just been told you have, and not just cancer, I had stage 3B cancer, anal cancer, that I, only thing I heard about anal cancer, I knew, because um, I liked Farrah Fawcett, that she died of it. I knew no one else. I never heard anything else about anal cancer. Wow. And I was just shocked. And it would, and you know, an anal cancer um, is it, contributed as far as the HPV virus that you hear more that you can get your children to get shots because okay. it's a dormant virus that could be in your body. And uh, wow. because of anal cancer, let's be real, a lot of people I'm sure didn't want to talk about it because yeah. whatever stigmas that's attached to it. But yeah. being again, you know, um, just my whole relationship as far as my faith, relationship with the Lord, and all of that, you know, I was a teen mother. So there are some things I had to come to grips with, period, about myself. And I, I'm whatever God has delivered me from or, you know, what I've experienced, I used it. I've always used it as a way to help someone else understand what they're going through and then that you can survive it. So I didn't think nothing of the fact that it was anal cancer. Okay. My whole thought was, what we It's cancer. Do? It's cancer. It's the same, right? It's cancer. HPV, the human papilloma virus, is the same virus that contributes to the major, uh, cervical cancer, vaginal, some throat, some um, head and neck. Um, it's a, a cancer, like you know, you're you're told a lot, cancer cells are in our body, but our immune system knows how to identify it and fight it. But when right. it mutates because of several things. Um, and there are a lot of, you know, uh, as far as smoking, as far as with me, because I wanted to know how I, I've always pride myself in a healthy lifestyle and all of that. And what it came down to, we found out I had, I'm in an abnormal a percentage of people 
that we have an abnormally low white blood cell count. And okay. only because my mother was always into supplements and vitamins. She didn't believe in taking a lot of medication. Um, okay. I was able to start that at an early age because my doctors told me I should have been a sickly child and I don't get sick. I didn't get sick even as a okay. child. Okay. Um, so, so those are the things that um, being mindful of your past journey, if I'm making any sense. I was yeah, able, you are. Okay, look at what I experienced. And then with this look at me in my face, the only person that I've always looked at when it was life and death situations was I, I went to God and said, okay, what's going on here? And okay. what, you know, besides that, Michael and I, we researched. Okay. And um, and then we sought counsel. You know, we talked with you and Bishop. There were some things I was like, because I was not big on medication, I contemplated the protocol yeah. that they were, you know, um, suggesting. And um, so all of that had to do with me trusting God, trusting my Bible and making a commitment to, if this is the decision I'm getting ready to make, I'm gonna be like the three Hebrew boys. Even if he doesn't come through, I'm all right with this choice. Okay. And so, you know, with all of that, um, I just had to, you know, Michael and I, we prayed and we sought God and there were some things that we had, we made a decision as far as this, I think is the choice that we are, or the path that we're going to go through. But and so, and it was very frightening. So it was very frightening. You said a whole lot that I want to unpack a little bit, um, Tina. So you said, um, there were a lot of things you said that a couple of things I want to go back to though. You, 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 in your earlier, when you started sharing how, how you felt, or when you start talking about just the whole anal cancer in itself and it coming from the HPV virus. Yes. Um, and just kind of what you were going through in that time. Um, do, do, was there anything about the stress that you were under during that time that, that contributed does your doctors how does how does stress factor into any of that stress is one of the number one factors for most diseases but for okay. sure cancer because stress depletes your immune system okay and your immune system if it's compromised it opens up the door for all kinds of diseases but for sure cancer um, one of the signs of anal cancer is, uh, it is several, it's uh, bleeding, it's, if your, if your stool, because you know, for some people who might not know where they, anal cancer is, it's the very last. Yeah, yeah. It's your assets. It's an important asset down there, okay? That, right. Um, it's at the end of your rectum. It's where you contract. Let's just be real. It's where you contract when you're having a bowel movement. Okay. And the reason why it's hard to determine if you have anal cancer. With me, I had Gideon at 32. Well, Gideon was an eight-pound baby three weeks early. 
So I had hemorrhoids after him. Now, the oh. only time, yeah. See, and this is why it's a lot of people miss it. And when they find out about it, most people end up with a coloscopy bag. Wow. Because you only, your, your anus is a muscle that right. contracts. Well, if, if you have anal cancer down there and they have to do surgery to where it cuts too much, you don't have control over that. They have to close it up and most people end up with the bag. Oh, wow. Oh my God, let me tell you. And, and, and so I would say it's so important that you know your body. That, that's okay, that's good. Say that again. It's important that you know your body. You know your body. You know, know as, your a, body. as a fashion stylist, one of the things I used to tell women, it always amazed me when I would have them get dressed and I would have them look in the mirror. A lot of women didn't want to look in the mirror. And I said, listen, if you don't look at your body type, there's no way you can dress it properly. Because you what, know what, and, and that's so funny because when I was talking to my sister Inez, she she did um, her interview last week, and when we um, when we were um, when we were talking about her and her breast cancer, and she found the lump herself. Yeah, good. And she, it was in between her mammograms, so she had a mam you know, she was doing her annual mammograms, mm -hmm. but in between mammograms, year to year. She found the lump and she said what it was. Well, she said she has a ritual. She said she don't know why she does it, but what she usually does is when she brushes her teeth, wash her face in the morning, she takes her pajama top off. And um, and so she said that particular morning, she looked at her, she saw her breast in the mirror and her breast looked deformed. It didn't wow. look right. Wow. From one day to the next, her breasts looked different. But so when you said we don't look at our bodies and we certainly don't look at our bodies naked. Right. How, I mean, you know what I'm saying? How important yes. was that? Yes. Yes. So knowing your body, looking at your body, feeling your body. And that's what I did. Um, I would, I would go up and down. I, I mean, literally, and I've done this for years. Um, I would feel all around my body. And I felt in my right groin area, a, lip, a knot, and it was one of my lymph nodes. Well, immediately I called my doctor, went in, they examined it, sent me off to do x-rays and all that. Well, they came back, it was just bacteria. I did that for three months. They gave me an antibiotic, it didn't take it down. She sent me to a surgeon, he checked me, he did all these little tests and told me, put some heat on it three months. And then when they finally, he said, well, I said, well, it seemed like it's getting bigger. He said, well, I'm a surgeon. We got to take it out. When they took it out, they saw it was malignant. Now I'm going to just be real with you. I had to deal with my attitude, my emotions with my doctors. Okay. Okay. Because again, when you do your part, you go to them to them to do theirs you know it's like and i just had a physical before all of this and so um we go now we have to go and see where it is because it was in that area that meant waist down 
Yeah. And, um, and so he was checking on my hemorrhoid. I said, well, you know, sometimes if I get constipated and all of that, then I have a little irritation down there, whatever. He said, well, we're going to do a biopsy on your hemorrhoid. Well, when he was doing the biopsy on my hemorrhoid, he saw it up on my anus. And he wow. went on and, and, and took it. Yeah, that's how, uh, and that's how, you know, we found it. That's how we, but, know, we but you found it because you were exploring your body and yeah. you didn't wait to just, Wait on you kept saying, Hey, something's not right here. Something's not right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 And That's so important, y'all. And everybody that I've talked to about their cancer journey have said that. You know, that's what happened with my mom. Mom, they thought when you talk about the head, neck, and cancer, head and head and neck cancer, that's the form of cancer mom had because she had a squamous uh sorry. Yeah. And it was in her, it started in her jaw, but at first she kept going to the dentist and they kept thinking it was an abscess. And my mother was not a smoker. Right. My mother, right. you know, mama, because we were like, well, where did this come from? But because my mother had arthritis yes. for so long, her yes. immune system was, because that's all arthritis is. It's an immune deficiency. Right. A lot of people don't realize that they think it's just joint and must, you know, your joints right. and, and all of that, but it stems from your immune system. Yes. Right. And so because of her immune system being compromised and some of the medication she was on was, was even that would do it. That was doing that. And so it opened her up to that, yeah. to the virus that attacked her in her jaw. Yes. And then it spread from her jaw to her tongue. Right. And so, but she kept going, going to the dentist, something's not right, you know, but, and eventually they found it, but yeah. So yeah. Wow. You said, you've said so much here. So you said you went to your doctor, they found the cancer. How did you decide on the right treatment plan for you? With prayer and counsel and research, I think, you know, especially in this day and time when we have so much access to information, you know, even though you have to guard what you see and what you hear, but that's, that's part of the reason why too, um, you arrest, I, I'm, I'm going to have to do something with that. You really have to deal with your emotions because there are certain things you'll come across and it takes your breath away and you have to remove yourself as if that's you and put you aside and look at it for the information. Um, and so what I did, I looked at up everyone who was holistically healed of stage four cancer. And we might look, when I would look it up and think about it and was getting ready to talk to him about it, Mike Gamble had already researched and was ordering it. <laughs> and so, um, and so then, you know, we and I know Mike did. Mike will send you a text with a link in a minute. Read this. Look at this. <laughs> yes, he will. He yes, will. He, He'll send he you a text. He was sending us stuff when Mama was sick. He sent us stuff with Josh, with yes. with Bishop. He'd be like, "Here, read this. Do that." And I'm gonna tell you, a lot of the stuff that Mike said, go get. Like 
Mike is the reason why I'm doing turmeric right now. Yes. Mike told me, start taking turmeric, Dr. Tony. And I'm drinking, I eat, I mean, I have my turmeric capsule. It's a part yes. of my regimen right now. Yes. Um, 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 the reason I'm doing the um, the black sea oil, Mike Gamble got me doing black sea oil. I'm telling you, I listen. I yes. listen. Yes. And so that's it. And that's what we did. And then we went to Kent. I had, I was um, recommended another doctor, but then after that, you know, you always get a second opinion. And right. so we went to Cancer Treatment Center of America. And um, I love the fact that they had a holistic doctor there. And so we were led to do the protocol called for me to do four days of chemo, but it was the chemo that came home like this in a little bottle that stayed with me for four days. It was just continually going on. It's one of the strongest chemo that you can take. And then I do radiation and I was supposed to do the last four days. But after that first four days, um, I started having dreams of my death, of my home going. And I would wake up literally, it was like the devil is alive. And the Lord literally said to me, he is. And what did I tell you? Well, what he reminded me, because this, I was diagnosed in May of 2013. Well, in uh, May of 2012, when Gideon graduated from college, all the family was here and I was at the stove, just like when Gideon was five years old, he said, put your career, put what you do on the back burner, learn your biz the business um, media, radio business, we were getting ready to have three kids off in college at the same time. Gideon was around five, six years old. He says, you work from home. You support them, your husband, raise, get ball answer. Well, he's graduating. I heard plain as day, you've been faithful. Now you can pull, you can come from the back burner. What is wow. it you want to do? Well, guess what? I wanted to get back in acting in 2012. Then May... Of 2013, I get diagnosed. He reminded, he said, didn't I tell you? You could do, now you can come off the back burner. This is not unto death. Wow. So I held on to that because the other thing I would tell everybody, know how God speaks to you. And this didn't happen overnight. You know, again, as a survivor and not just from cancer, but from life, I, I was a teenage mother that came here. Girl, you said, people. wait a minute, you said not just from cancer, but from life. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost on that. <laughs> oh my God. Y'all, listen, listen. She said, I didn't just survive cancer, honey. I'm surviving life. Yes. Yes. I love it. And, and, and Dr. Tony, that's why we need to just encourage our young people, you know, who are Christians to establish a relationship to where you know how he talks to you. You, it, It's hard when uh, you get a diagnosis like cancer and you're hearing this over here, you're seeing all of this, you know, people who have left this planet but you hear what you think is God saying to go in this direction. Well, that's not the time to think. Is this what he's saying? No, you have to know. And one thing from years gone by, I've heard him and I've trusted him and I've acted upon it. No matter what it looked like, no matter what everybody else yeah. said, he has never failed me. So when this came about, 
Um, I, 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 at the time, my mouth was sore from the first round of chemo. It killed all my little cells on my tongue. So I wasn't talking. So I really was, I wasn't eating. And, um, and I had stopped all processed food. I, that's when I became really vegan during that time. I only ate raw food because I, after researching, I wanted to make sure I took everything out of my body that was feeding it. Okay. There's stuff that feeds it. So I was just putting in, doing my part, putting in live stuff. So on my way to radiation, every time I thought about it was time for me to get ready to do chemo, I got mm. this nervousness. The mm. only other time I got that nervousness is when God was telling me to come out of this group that I was singing with 20 something years, 30 years ago. Well, no, about wow. 20 something years ago. Dr. T, we were doing well. He didn't tell me to come out because we weren't doing well. We were opening up for big acts in Las Vegas and Atlantic City with people on all, all these star search things or uh, yeah. got talent. What do they want to do? They're competing to be in an opening act. Well, we were doing that back then. And he was telling me every time it was time for me to go for practice or think about this contract that we just signed, I got nervous and wanted to come out. Well, he was telling me, I, I want you out of that. And all of that worked out fine. Well, he was, I was like, Lord, what is this feeling? And I got it to be, I'm not supposed to do this next round of chemo. But I didn't say anything. How about Michael driving me down to um, cancer treatment? He, he looked over at me. He said, I think you're supposed to pray about if you're supposed to do that second round of, you know, chemo. Well, I knew right then. That was my confirmation because I really didn't want to do it. And I had said to the Lord, God, I know this is how you talk to me. Several things had lined up, but I said, and I'm willing, I, I, I'm willing to be a fool, be embarrassed or leave this planet. But I'm trusting you on this. We met wow. with y'all and told you and Bishop. Yeah. And the first thing you, I remember you saying, Tina Gamble, I'm not surprised because you really didn't want to do the first round. <laughs> you know, and guess what? Again, I don't share this because just like this is not a buddy-buddy plan, our personal life and walk with the Lord, this isn't for everybody. Right, right, right. That's this right. Really That's why I said, how did you decide what was right for you? Because some people... That, that is this. their decision and it's their choice and everybody listen yes. we are not having this conversation to tell anyone how That's to move right. forward in their treatment i want to make sure we understand that very clear so, because you have to decide you have to know what god is saying to you you got to consult with your doctors or whoever you take counsel with yes. and get the witness in your spirit as to what you're supposed to do my sister Inez, um went through chemo, she went through radiation, she had a mastectomy. My mom went through uh, radiation, she didn't want to yes. do chemo and she didn't do chemo. So, I mean, everybody, when it came down to that last surgery that they suggested for my mom, she made the decision. Yes. I don't want to do it. Right. You got to decide what yes. is right for you. I yes. need to make sure we're clear on that because I don't want to think that Tina is suggesting that you don't Not have to do chemo or whatever. No. She's telling you what she did. That's why I yeah. asked the question, how did you decide? And yes. so for you, your, what, what helped you make that decision was, was what? 
was prayer. I knowing how God speaks to me and the things okay. that I felt he was sharing and showing me and okay. the peace that I got after I said, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm willing, you know, I'm, I, I, Hey, whatever, however it turns out, the peace, I, man, I got such a peace. And the good thing too, Dr. T was, see, I didn't do a lot of talking about what I was going through anyway. Mm -hmm. There were some family members just found out when, when mama died just four, four years ago. Didn't know because I heard how they responded to a cousin of ours. You know, everybody can't handle cancer. The See, the everybody can't handle the decisions you make. Yes. For you. So that's yes. another thing that people have to understand. You don't, you got to find, the Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. Yes. But you got to know who, who <laughs> to take counsel with. Because exactly. not everybody can you take counsel with or share, especially when you're going through something like cancer? Yes. And, um, you know, so with me watching, one of the things I never, I might've said it twice during the whole ordeal. Most of the times, if someone was talking to me who knew, or I had to talk or share with someone, what did mm -hmm. I say? I said, the doctor said, I have cancer. I never claimed it. I, I There were certain things at the very onset, I was going to be mindful. I knew who I would tell and who I would not tell, you know, and I knew what I was going to say. I said, the doctor says so much that a friend of mine said, wait, 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 wait. So all this time, are you saying you have cancer? I said, look at me, because I'm not going to say this again. Yes, this is what the doctor said. But from this is only when you're talking about me, say the doctor said she has it. Because I'm not ignoring it, but I'm not getting ready to make it have life. You it's know, not, and you weren't getting ready to make that be who you were. No. Yeah. Your whole no. your whole existence. Exactly. Because this okay. is all, you know, I saw the end. Yeah. So um, but that's, you know, we were willing, Michael and I, we were willing, and the kids, we kept them, you know, abreast. And that's when I told them, listen, y'all just don't, don't, don't go through them changes. Like I'm not getting ready to be here because God said I shall live and not die. I'm holding wow. on to, I'm holding on to that, you know? Wow. And because there's an appointed time for all of us, but that wasn't right. your, that wasn't your appointed time. It wasn't mine. And, and, and Dr. T, another thing, and I've shared this with several of our loved ones when people are going through, I will send them this um, prayer of healing scriptures because I heard plain as day, the Lord said, I was reading it from this book, this healing scripture. Uh, I forget the name of the book, but I was reading it. He said, now I want you to record it. I want you to record it and I want you to record it back to back three times. And then three times a day, I want you to listen to it. I did it just out of because I heard him say it. So, you know, at this point, I'm still having faith. <laughs> you know, you know, you be shaking, but you have a faith. I'm seeing myself. I'm going to live up. You ain't got to have big faith. Jesus said, all you need is a grain of a mustard seed. You, you a, and you can move a mountain with a teeny. You know how small a mustard seed is? You yes. can't even see a mustard seed. 
Yes. But Jesus said, all you need is a grain. That's it. Of and a mustard. So, See, people think they got to have this big faith. No. Okay, go ahead. And, and you, you think that you, it, but you did it. Listen, and and, and and you know, you a lot of people think you just walking through it. No, I was I was doing this. I was having to cast down thoughts. I was battling every day, but I heard him and I did it. And I didn't realize there was really going to come a time when I, I didn't even feel like reading. I said, God, you are so smart. There was one day I was walking up our stairs and had to stop midway. I never thought I wouldn't have strength to walk up my stairs. Wow. Wow, Tina. But God knew. He said, and he, and that was part of my prescription. I call it my natural prescription. Just like I would eat three times a day, he wanted me to spiritually hear. Not and just hear yourself. Here's the thing, though. But you heard yourself reading those that's, scriptures. That's when he went. See, isn't that just like God? Bishop already was talking about Life and true. death is in the power of your tongue. Okay. And faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing. So I was like, when I got up there and how I was feeling, I knew I need to hear some scripture on healing. But did I feel like it? No. Well, all I had to do, push my button. I laid down. I might have cried or whatever. But I was hearing myself pray nothing but healing scriptures. Tina Gamble. I'm telling you, it was a fight, but I did. I said, God, I'm going to do my part because I know you're going to do yours, but I'm going to do my part. Girl, you and are setting some people free. Woo, girl, I don't know what you're surviving. It might not even be, it might not be cancer. It could be anything. Yes. You might, I don't know what she said. I was not just surviving cancer. I was surviving life. And the truth of the matter is y'all. We are all dealing with life. This stuff is life. And I tell people all the time, Tina, listen, just because we're saved, because we know the Lord, and we're Christians, we're pastors, we're leaders, we don't get a pass on life. Sure don't. And we're going to go through stuff yep. in this life. Yep. And you're going to need something to hold on to when you go through it. Yep. Wow. Girl, yep. you are helping us. Listen, girl, uh, this... I'm going to put you back for another part. Just talk about surviving life. Jesus. Okay. So, so your support team, who was your support team? Oh, my family. How important is it for a support team? You, you have to have it. It's, it's very important. I mean, you know, as a, a person that was delivered from even drugs, you know, just like they, we have support groups. You have to have a support group in every area as far as whichever you're going through. A financial support group, a marital support group, you know, just, uh, you know, you have to have it. Uh, again, I really can't say enough about Cancer Treatment Center of America um, because they were medically, and then we had to have some family members, you know, people that we consider family who gave um, good counsel to, you know. Um, you know, now, because I went against the grain, I had to deal with hearing that, you know, this is the protocol. 
and the prognosis is not good when you don't follow this. Well, I already knew I already knew that going into it, but, but it was the uh, choice you made. It was my choice, you know. You and Bishop, I had we had certain friends that, you know, family. Okay. That was there. So, so it's important. Can you speak to the importance of having a good system? Oh yeah, Support. you have to because um, even even just in life, period. You don't need people around you who won't tell you your boo boo stuff. Literally, <laughs> no. But you need people who are who's really there to help you stay in the boundaries of what you set to go forward because sometimes you know and it could be even if you're taking medication or whatever you can go through you know during that time mother gamble died you know and there's just so much that was going on i you could get emotionally off balance where you need someone yeah and michael you is can get depressed yes yes a lot of cancer patients get depressed my mom yes with my mom really battled depression while she was going through her cancer battle. My sister Inez talked about how she yes. went through seasons and moments of depression. And all of us go through depression, no matter what it is. It does, it's not just cancer. Life in and of itself presents right. seasons in our lives where we, we go through depression. Some theologians say Jesus was depressed even when he was in the garden, when he was praying, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Yeah. You know, and, and and I know he had to feel our emotions because Isaiah said he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, yes. Yes. with our grief, which means yes. if he was acquainted with it, he had his own grief. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so these are real emotions that we go through and being a Christian or being saved does not um, uh, shield us right. from that. And so, yes, it's so important to have a good support yes. system. Tina, Talk to us about. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a minute. I want to. I'm talk. To, I want you to share with some of the things you're doing on the other side because you're not only you're not only you've not only survived but you're thriving on the other side of your cancer journey and your your cancer battle. Yes. And um, so talk to us before you went into the cancer, um, your your cancer journey or your cancer battle. You were already into uh, health and wellness. You and you and Michael were pretty. You were healthy. You were like health conscious. You, you all. I don't think. I don't. I don't think you were vegan, but you didn't do a lot of red meat. No, I didn't like do it. Right. Right. Yeah. You're like like me. I don't do red meat. I think I haven't eaten red meat in almost 25 years now. Right. And um and so you were you were healthy when you went in, and I know that had a lot to do with your healing. Yes. The fact that you yes. were already healthy. But what type of um, lifestyle changes have you made on the other side of your diagnosis, your treatment, and your healing? Um, going into, I was only eating chicken and fish. So I cut that out. I okay. cut out um, all white stuff, any, you know, processed foods, all of those things I cut out. Well, uh, going through it now on this side, I'm a vegetarian and okay. yeah, I continue, I continue taking my supplements. There's only one supplement that I had ordered that uh, was for helping your body heal through cancer. But because again, I was so thrown off and, and, and again, when we talk about 
the type of, of uh, cancer, anal sex, you know, I didn't participate in no anal sex. So anal cancer or uh, that was such a shock. Um, I said, because one of the things that can open the door, as you talked about with Mother Baker, was having a, a immune uh, deficiency. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, you know what I said? Let me keep taking what I've been taking. So okay. I'm still taking the same supplements that, that I took. Taking. Yeah. <laughs> to keep I your body healthy. Okay. Because so do, you eat, do you eat fish at all? No, I don't do any. I just do um, vegetables. Um, I'm having to, because I've always tried to gain weight. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really, um, what is it? There's some protein, like Ensure, but I can't do Ensure, but there's some plant-based ones I'm trying out because I have to keep my protein level, you know, up mm -hmm. and I want to keep my weight up. And then, yeah. uh, I, I, praise God, I have gotten back into acting. So sometimes you can be on the set all day, you know, now they feed you, but it might not be for, you know, so I can tell when I'm working, like in the last few weeks, been working every day. I've noticed I've lost some pounds, you know, and I can't afford to do that. So there are, you know, beans, but look, beans, not the best thing when you're around a whole bunch of folks. <laughs> but, you know, I'm having to um, really research and get some meals. And I'm a, this month, I'm getting ready to prep and make sure because Michael and yeah. I both have to keep our weight up. But yeah. I, I went in eating chicken and fish. I came out. I, ha I have not had meat in going on nine years. Wow. Yeah. And so now supplements. So, so now let's talk about, cause you're thriving and not just physically, but you, I heard you talk about the acting. And so yes. now you said God told you before you even got diagnosed with cancer yes. that you can come off the back burner. You had a desire to get back into acting yes. and now you're acting again. Yes. Talk to us about what you're doing right now. And, and what's crazy, Dr. Tony, even in 2013, my last week of radiation, a young lady that I've known all her life, she was one of my daughter's best friends and used to come and stay at the house and all of that. Well, she remembers, you know, when I was acting and singing and all of that. And I had talked to her in 2012 because she's doing things. And I said, I want to get back into it. Well, she wrote a short film that she was submitting to a Black Film Festival. And she said, I have the perfect part for you. Do you want it? And I said, yeah, if you think I can do it, I want it. Well, she didn't tell me who was in it, but I did it. Well, after I agreed to it, I found out Dick Gregory was my dad. Jasmine Guy was my sister. Crystal Fox was our friend. Everybody were working actors. I hadn't acted in over 25 years. And I think, and she knew if she had told me, I probably wouldn't have done it. But God reminded me, he said, didn't I just tell you? You just doing your last day of radiation was last week, and now you're getting ready to go on a set. He said, I told you that you can do this, you can do this. So I did it. And let me tell you, they can now. I mean, and then last year in the pandemic, I mean, they started calling you almost every week. Every, every, I've been working every week. Now, because of the storm this week, two days I was supposed to do, which was one of them um, today, 
um, they canceled. And even on Tuesday, I mean, every week, last week, every day. And I'm not, you know what? I said, God. Tell us about some of the things that you're at, some where they can find you on some of the some of the shows that are um that you're on. Well, see now, I'll tell you, and it's over 30. 30 over yeah, over 30 over different 30. ones. Can you share any of them? I can only we can only talk about them once they come out. So okay, so just talk to, talk to us about the ones you've been in then. Okay, so the one that just came out was on last Monday. Um, Ordinary Joe, it was on NBC. I was in that. Okay. I was, okay. you know, okay. in, it's because it's doing, I'm doing background acting as I'm working on my monologue. Um, there are a couple things I will be going audition, going out, you know, auditioning for. Um, but then uh, I had a feature role in Dynasty's finale that just came on Friday. And um, what, but look, when I looked at, well, I couldn't really watch it because I was filming. Um, but they cut my scene out. There was the guy named Sam, who was the hotel owner. He was telling me, thank you for coming. And he was pointing me and I was saying, well, thank you. And I walked off Well, they cut that. Well, you know, that's business, but you still see me in the, at the political party where Fallon gets shot. Cause now it's over. I can talk about it because okay. 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 So what I'm doing is cause there's so much work here. Um, they have to make up for 2020 and this year and getting ready for next year. So it's so much work. If this is what you want to do, this is a great time to do it. But wow. um, there, I did get a call last week that there is a, something that's coming up that I, I really, as I was told, don't have to audition for because they saw the movie. And so that's my goal is to get some lines and to you know become a part of some um, sitcom, I can say this: one of my bucket lists was to work uh, with Tyler Perry, and um, I did it last week, and I'm doing that again this week. Actually, <laughs> I'm not talking about what it is, but um, but you have done some work at the Tyler Perry studio. Let's just say that I know, okay. and that was you know. When I pulled up on there, I, I just looked at God and said, you are so faithful. And at my age, you know, that's what's so powerful. Tell them your age, Tina. Tell them your age. 63. 63. 63. <laughs> and, you know, um, God is just no respect of persons, you know. As she's a model. I mean, just, just. Just wonderful. Girl, I tell you. So listen, uh, Tina, let me let me give a little station identification here. Uh, just for those who are just joining us, you're watching or listening to the Harmonize Your Life Conversation on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. I have in the studio with me today, Miss Tina R. Gamble, and she is talking to us today about surviving anal cancer. Anal cancer. Remember, this is the month of October, and we're celebrating all cancer survivors this month. And even those who have gone on before, like my mom, we're celebrating yes. her life and That's her right. struggle and, and what she left behind in um in me and my sisters as a legacy. And yes. so um, so you can find this podcast, you can find 
um, my podcast um, on Anchor Podcast, on Apple, Google, Spotify, and you can find us on the lightatl.live. That is uh, a media a company that's owned by Michael and Tina Gamble. This year makes a whole year that they have been um, carrying my podcast on on the light. And so go to the internet radio there at the light ATL dot live and you can find our podcast there every thursday at 10 o'clock a.m you can also watch my podcast if you're not a subscriber to my youtube channel please ma'am please sir go to my youtube channel like and subscribe my youtube to uh, subscribe to my youtube channel so you can be made aware whenever a new podcast episode is uploaded there we pretty much uh, my youtube channel is dedicated to this podcast, to the Harmonize Your Life podcast. Go there because the more subscribers we have, the more uh, my videos will come up when people are looking for content and right. information on this type of, uh, with this type of um, uh, information on self-care, health and wellness and holistic living, okay? And even with faith, because I am a faith leader and I've learned, of, I'm living in the nexus of faith and theology and health and wellness. And I believe God has caused us to uh, harmonize those, uh, those things and show people how we can live a holistic and harmonious life that glorifies God. Listen, listen, I want you also to know, uh, women, I want you to go um, and join, join the Harmonize Your Life self-care network. You heard Tina Gamble say, talk about being a part of a support system. She is a part of the self-care network and you see her rocking her self-care blade. Sit, sit back just a little bit, uh, Tina, so we can see. There you go. Look at that. She's a model. Listen, go to my website and order your self-care bling t-shirt that yes. Tina is wearing so wonderfully yes. today our podcast conversation all right go there we have fitness wear there you can get the harmony fitness apparel there on my website at drtonyalvarado.com you can order your uh, self-care t-shirt there your harmony t-shirt there we have fitness pants and we even have a sale going on right now all of our fitness pants and fitness t-shirts are 50 percent off all of our fitness pants and our fitness t-shirts are 50% off. We have a fitness challenge going on there. Go there, sign up for the fitness challenge. Be a part of what we're doing in the Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Network. Go there, join the network, be a part. You heard her say, you need a support system. And that's what the Harmonize Your Life Self-Care Network is about. Yes. We are supporting women around self-care, around health, around wellness, around fitness and fun and holistic living. And so you have women like myself, Tina, and many of those who, who you've heard on our podcast who are a part of the Harmonize Your Life uh, um, uh, self-care network. We have professional women. We have we are professional women. We are mothers. We are single women, married women, doctors, lawyers. We are um, uh, healthcare professionals. We are mental health professionals. We are pastors and teachers and leaders. We run the gamut. Moms, grandmoms, you heard Tina say she's 63, I'm 58. You're not too young and you're not too old to be a part of the Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Network. So go there and become a part of it. 
order your fitness wear and and uh connect with us tina gamble is our guest on today i want to make you aware of who who you who how you can find her you can follow her on instagram at tina gamble at tina gamble you can also go to her uh, facebook page and follow her there i want to make sure that you can follow tina look for tina in some of your um, um uh, television um uh, shows that you're watching and some of the movies that you may be watching you never know when you're gonna look up and That's see right. Tina Gamble on the big screen or on your television screen, on your iPad or wherever you're watching uh, your movies and your television uh, mini docu, uh, your mini series. All right, so Tina, thank you, thank you. I just want thank you to give you. us if if there is one last uh, thing of hope or uh, or word of hope that you can give to a woman uh, listening to. Um, our our conversation on today. I want to um, want you to just give us one last thing as you're as you're closing out. Um, I guess the biggest thing I would um, share with anyone that's going through a healing with cancer is to, or if even if you're just hearing that you, you know, you've been diagnosed that the doctor said that, um, breathe, breathe, and make sure that you don't allow your emotions to run off creating stories that doesn't, it doesn't have to be true. You know, um, it, as a Christian, trust God, believe God, um, pray, see what, what, what's your formula? What is be what, what, what do you feel he's saying to you to do? Surround yourself with self-care, you know, with people who will encourage you and pray for you. And, um, and just know, though, the bottom line, God is the author and the finisher of our faith. And um, do your part, whatever your part is, to fight for life. Um, always, every day I wake up, I'm still fighting for life. And I'm doing that now on this side by making sure I'm living and doing because I'm reminding myself that wasn't a dream what I went through. But as I was going through it, I fought for what I knew that God was saying. And if God doesn't even speak and say something to you, his word is what we go on. And you stand on his word and you live you know, you live your life. You stand on his word. And live until you die. Live until you die. And that's so important. It that's is. So important. It is. You know, live if no one says it, if you don't get an, an audible or however, if you don't hear anything, you live as you're standing on God's word until you die. Yeah. You know, and just know that you're not alone. Oh, the other thing, don't let pride stop you from not reaching out. When you find yourself going through where it, it, it's unbearable or you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, reach out. Reach out to others and let them know. So um, that I, I just encourage you to breathe. And every day is a new day, you yeah. know, just and, and that's it. If I, when I woke up. I was like, all right, it's time <laughs> to go at it again. Let's do this. Let's, Let's do, do this. this. Yes. I love it.
I love it. Yes. yes. Listen, beloved. Thank you, Tina. Thank you thank so you. much. You're always such an encourager. You're always full of faith. Um, no matter how small or big it is, you're still full of it. And um, and you're such an encourager. That's one of the things I love about you. Listen, beloved, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast conversation. We hope that you'll join us again next week for another conversation on self-care for women of color with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. See you soon. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado. I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me, contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.